With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 150. Hey, hey, mamas. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, your host of the Lose the Cape Podcast. And today is our 150th episode. Yay. We have no giveaways, no nothing to excite, to drive excitement. I can't even talk this morning. Um, no, I, the 150 snuck up on me, to be quite honest. Let me tell you, I am a mom of three kids, ages 11, 8, and 6, if you're new to the show. And I have been home with them all summer long. For some reason, I thought that they were old enough to just hang with me at the house while I work all summer. I also thought that I could somehow manage my three businesses in, um, in four or less hours a day. I was wrong on both of those accounts and it was a really crazy hectic summer so the kids started back to school this wednesday normally i launch a podcast episode before wednesday it's friday and i was like oh snap we have not launched our latest podcast episode i completely skipped last week because i didn't have it ready ahead of time before i went on vacation we went to a lake house that believe it or not had no wi-fi which was both wonderful and terrible at the same time um but more wonderful than terrible i will have to say And, you know, this is just the way life goes. The kids started back to school on Tuesday and Wednesday. Normally it would be all the same day, but my son started middle school, so they did a step up to sixth, the half day for just the sixth graders, which was awesome. I was really glad for him to have an opportunity to get a lay of the land of the school before it was crazy first day of school. So anyway, all that to say, we are all over the place crazy. Usually we like to do something big to celebrate our monumental markers like 50, 100, and 150, but whatever, we didn't. This is the way we roll these days. It's like survival mode. If anybody needed to learn how to fake it till you make it, I should probably run a course on it because I have it mastered some days. Some days I'm just a complete failure, but we're still, we still move along. We still move along. We still move along. And um, so this episode that I am sharing today, first of all, I had been off coffee for quite a while, so now when I drink coffee, I actually do have like a serious like bump in my energy levels first thing in the morning, and we are experiencing this right now. Uh, Plus, it's Friday, so I just can't help but feel re-energized by the fact that it's Friday. Also, I learned something new. One of my friends tagged me. I don't even know who the person is or what they talk about, but it clearly has something to do with the stars and astrology and how different phases of the moon or the planets or the something. I don't know. I didn't really get the whole post. All I know is that she said between August 23rd and 26th is our opportunity to really, really put into the world where we want our energy to be and what we want our energies to come back to us so I mean it's now August 24th you still have time to get on this bandwagon Um, let the world know what you want to come to you in this next year send out the good energies for those be able to receive the good energies I have no idea what the heck I'm talking about but August 23rd to 26th y'all it's where it's at get your energy going have fun Um, you know do do something amazing because it's going to be 
it's I guess it's going to be amazing. That's what this lady said. I'm waiting to see. I do feel more energetic even thinking about it. And I have no idea what anybody's talking about. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, just, you know, we're about to talk about something I understand. And that is virtual assistance and the world of working online and online business with Ab- with Ashley with Abby Ashley and oh my gosh I cannot oh I'm so sorry so sorry Abby we did this in the interview too we kicked it off and we had had a long conversation about her name and then I messed it up I want to call her Ashley but that's okay because as she'll tell you so did the man who married her not her husband the person who actually performed the marriage ceremony anyway I need to stop because weird things are happening in my brain right now and if I don't stop I'm gonna have to re-record this whole intro a couple of things that we need to talk about first of all As you may or may not know, I publish children's books. We have a really amazing children's book coming out very, very, very soon, and we are looking for advanced readers. What does this mean? First of all, let me tell you about the book. It's about, it's called Princess Monroe and Her Happily Ever After, but don't get confused about the princess part. It is not one of those normal princessy type books. It's actually about a little girl whose mom wants her to be princessy, and she says, Guess what, mama? I don't need to go find a prince right now. I am a strong girl. I have a lot of interests. I have a lot of things that I want to be doing. And finding a prince is not one of them. And it's the story about her finding herself, finding her passions, finding her interests, but also the relationship between her and her mom. Fantastic book pretty much for any aged girl or woman. And um, even for little princes out there who need to know and understand that girls, you know, have interests too. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, We're giving away free PDF downloads of the book in exchange for hopefully a raving review on Amazon. Uh, You can hop on over to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 150 for episode 150 to get the link to the Princess Monroe download. Or you can go to Facebook and look up Princess Monroe and her happily ever after and follow that page and you can get information on on the giveaway there or by following – it's actually Jody Smith, Jody Valley Smith on Instagram, but you can search for Princess Monroe, I believe, and find her. Anyway, all of that stuff will be in the show notes, podcast forward slash 150, losethecape.com, obviously. Okay, now we're going to get into it. So if you have ever dreamed of making some extra money on the side when you are at home with your kids, or if you have admin skills that are wasting away while, you, while you're doing other things in life and are like, what can I do with this? Or if you just have a desire to be working a little bit, doing something, a virtual admin job could be just perfect for you because you can take skills that all of us have and make some money doing them for someone else. It, you know, simple things like managing a calendar or um, answering and cleaning out email bo- boxes or scheduling social media posts or creating images for blog posts and social media, all these things that a lot of us have talents and know how to do, you can get paid for. And today our guest actually runs a virtual admin training program to set you up to know exactly how to start your business and how to um, how to grow your business, how to find business, all these wonderful things. Plus, she's just a really fun person. She has a lot of great business ideas. We talked about a lot of other things as well. So don't just leave just because you don't want to set up a VA um, business. If you're looking for a VA as a business owner, this may also be of great interest to you. And if you're just a cool person and want to listen to us, it's definitely going to be of interest to you. I've got a cup down on the coffee. Okay, you guys, without further ado, here is our 
podcast episode number 150. Please enjoy the show. If you love it, we would love it if you would go subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or someplace and help us spread the word so that we can get this podcast growing and out with a bunch of other moms who are nuts like we are. Today, we are interviewing Ashley Abby. I mean, Abby Ashley. (laughs) It's okay. The reason I think that is so hilarious is because we just had a five-minute discussion about how how there was nothing unusual to her name. It wasn't Abby Ashley, and then I call her Ashley Abby. (laughs) The pastor at our wedding said, you, Rob, take you, Ashley. And I was like, and so it began. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is so funny. This is the problem with live though. Like with the with the edited version, I can go back and I can cut it out and pretend like it never even happened. Just, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> here, oh my goodness. So we are here today with, and I wrote it backwards on the, we were talking while I was typing up the notes for it. Right. I wrote it at Ashley Abbey and couldn't figure out why it wasn't tagging you. <laughs> I am not this much of an airhead, I promise. Multitasking does not work. I just want to put it out there right now. <laughs> All right, so let's get back. Let's add some decorum here. No. <laughs> we are interviewing Abby Ashley, who is the founder of The Virtual Savvy. She helps aspiring virtual assistants launch and grow their own at-home business from scratch. Abby started her own virtual assistant business in 2013 and was able to double the salary from her full-time corporate job. Let's listen to this again. She was able to double the salary from her full-time corporate job working only 20 hours a week. I need to take some pointers from you, Abby Ashley, because (laughs) I'm missing part of this. I have done a fine with the income, but not in 20 hours a week. And she did it in only 30 days, y'all. She's since gone on to grow a multi-six-figure business. Multi-six-figure business. She's the real deal and retire her husband all from her at-home business. It's now her passion to help others start their own VA business so they can taste the freedom and flexibility of entrepreneurship as well. Welcome, Abby. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) And I just was telling you that I just started drinking coffee again, so have fun with this. (laughs) I love it. All right. So let me ask you a a question as we get into this. I know for me, the reason that I started my own business was a a couple of reasons. Like I had no intention of doing it. I thought when I left my full-time job, it was because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Like that was it. And then I left my full-time job and I was like, what in the hell was I thinking? (laughs) I am not a stay-at-home mom. Love you seriously for everybody who that is your thing. But it's like, some of us just weren't programmed that Mm -hmm. way, right? Then we had our personal tragedy. We had everything happened. I started blogging um, to deal with the grief of the loss of our daughter and then writing books on all of that. And, and, And the business just kind of fell in my lap. Because as I was doing things, I realized there was a business model around it. But I would say that even if those things hadn't happened, I probably would have wound up starting a business anyway once I realized that it was possible because I wanted to be home with my kids, but I wanted more than just being home with my kids. Um, So I think what you're doing is fantastic because you're giving women the tools to be able to do that. So now, how did you wind up deciding, I'm going to leave my corporate job? Was it a similar story? Did you have the plan in place? Did it fall in your lap? Tell us. 
So I, um, in 2013, I was pregnant with my daughter. She was actually due on our one year anniversary surprise (laughs) (laughs) and, um, best surprise ever, but surprise. Nonetheless, my husband was actually doing an unpaid internship at the time. Oh no. Um, Yeah. In in DC, we were living off my very low salary at the time. Um, and I, um, so I, I was pregnant. I was, uh, I was about eight months pregnant and I just, I really couldn't stand nothing against daycare. My kids actually do go to daycare now. I've done the whole gamut. I've done full-time stay-at-home mom, part-time, have someone come in the house, and we've been testing out full-time daycare for a while. And so I've done all, I I agree, you got to do what's right for you. Uh But I really could not stand the idea of sending my kid to daycare to go to a job that I hated. Like it just did not sit well with me. And so, um, and I've always, I've always had an entrepreneurial brain. I think a lot of times, I I think we're born entrepreneurs, a lot of us where, you know, I've, I've been thinking of business ideas, buying domains since the internet started. I mean, I've just like, you know, always had just business ideas kind of in my head, but nothing that really stuck to make sustainable income. And so I, um, in 2013, I thought, you know what, like, this is my time. Like I have got to figure this out. So um, I actually had a friend suggest looking into virtual assistants. She had a friend who was a virtual assistant. She said, I, I think she makes full-time income doing this. And so I, that night I scoured everything on the internet. I literally learned what a virtual assistant was. And the next day started calling myself a virtual assistant and said, let's do this thing. And so um, I was about eight months pregnant at the time. Not the best time to start a business, but um, I just you know, went for it. I, I had a lot of motivation. Um, I knew I had a three month maternity leave. And so I thought, Hey, I'm going to take these next four or five months to really build this thing out. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's what I did. I, uh, I started getting clients, uh, to the point where I was actually emailing my clients on my hospital bed, like, Hey, I'm going to be out for a week or so. <laughs> like, <Surprise. laughs> yeah. Um, I let them know, you know, that I was pregnant when I, when, when I got hired, but it was, uh, definitely a roller coaster. Um, thank God I had, um, a very, very mild man. I mean, I had the easiest baby. My first baby was so easy. If I always say, if I would have started this business with my second child, it never would have <laughs> succeeded because uh-huh. my daughter literally, she slept like all the time. Like I'd have to wake her up. I'm like, I think she's supposed to eat. It's been like seven hours, like as, as a newborn. So very, very easy baby. <laughs> I had a good, you know, um, a good postpartum experience with that first one. And so I, um, yeah, I just, I just kept building this thing. And I, I think, like you said, it was, it was really great to have something that was my own yeah. outside of, um, just being mom. Like, I think that, you know, I've always just been a person that kind of go, go, goes all the time. And we always have a lot of stuff going on. And so to just like, now not have a job and have this baby, which is awesome, but just be like, okay, so what else do I do? <laughs> you know, right. it was really nice to, to have something else to work on. So, um, yeah, I was actually within those three months, um, of maternity leave, I was able to make enough where I didn't have to go back to work. Um, and so that's, that's awesome. what I did. I just, I, I gained clients. Um, and I, I'll, I'll be completely transparent. I was not making a lot of money. <laughs> So replacing my income was not that difficult at the time. Um, but I, I did, I continued to scale that business. I, um, you know, I eventually had people, I had subcontractors, so, um, I would take on more work, 
and I would pay, you know, I was doing like an hourly rate, but then I would pay subcontractors at a little bit less of a rate. I actually just got a lot of my stay at home mom friends. I was like, Hey, you want to make these social media graphics? I'll teach you how to do it. And I, uh, I would, you know, hire them. And then, uh, so they were making money from home and I was making money when I was like, you know, at the park pushing my daughter on the swing. So, um, so the, the, the business eventually grew and blossomed into kind of little, a little like, um, agency, um, online. I had about four subcontractors working for me. That's a super smart way to approach it. And, you know, I, I think you're, I think you're right. I think there are some people that are just like, they have that entrepreneur. You mentioned this at the very beginning. So I'm going way back to what you said when you first came in there, that there's some people that just have that entrepreneurial bug inside of them to begin mm-hmm. with. And I think I was, I was kind of that way as well, because before, um, uh, so I was active duty air force and we, I decided to separate when I found out I was pregnant with my first child mm-hmm. because, um, I just, I didn't want to take the risk of getting deployed when he was still an infant and and that happens and all these types of things. So Air Force was downsizing. My husband and and I agreed it was the time to do it. He was actually going to be finishing up his college degree. So we were thinking, this is perfect. You can get your first accounting job. I'll have this baby. I'll be a stay at home mom. It'll be fantastic. Well... We did not account for the fact that even though he'd spent eight and a half years in the Marine Corps, no, everybody looked at him as entry level and Mm. what he brought in in his first year salary was like, I don't know, a quarter of what we'd been making the year before. (laughs) We can't do this. Um, So what am I going to do? I want to have something that's fun and on the side. So I decided to start a Pampered Chef business before I even left the Air Force. And I was like, I can do this. And you know... MLM, hate it, love it, hate it, whatever. I did learn a lot of great and sales tactics that have helped me so much along the way. So I would say, you know, if you're thinking about getting into a sales type job and you, and you want to stick your foot in the water, joining an MLM is a great, a direct sales business is a great way to start. But also doing a VA job is so great because usually you already have the skills you need. You just need someone to guide you on how to utilize those skills. Um, because most of us are making graphics on Pinterest or Canva or, you know, wherever and posting them on our social media where we're organizing our own email inboxes. We're, we're organizing events, we're doing all these things. And it's like, we're typing social media posts all the time. So, I mean, I did link on the thing to your starter kit. So I put that in our little notes here so that people can hop on over to that and kind of see what it takes to be a virtual assistant. But if you would like to give, I mean, now that you've worked with all these people, um, what would you say are like the main concerns that people have and how do you answer those? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll approach that from two ways. So, um, first I think that as far as a concern goes, um, uh, because so many of us are entrepreneurial, we already kind of have that brain that's like thinking of business ideas all the time. I see a lot of people just struggle with the idea of like, like, is this going to just be another thing that I start and don't follow through with? And, you know, I, I, I used to think that my entrepreneurial brain that, um, and as some would see it, my scattered brain that I was like, Oh, poo, poo, this idea, this idea, right, this right. idea all the time. That's me um, too, by the way. Yes. I have, and like, I still, I'm domain. still that way. I literally <laughs> was like watching a webinar about a different business idea this morning. Right, like I right, just, my brain right. doesn't stop. Like I still, 
I'm still this way, but like, um, I, I think that that's actually a sign of you being a true entrepreneur is that yeah, your brain is that. and we need to, we need to embrace that and realize that no, like not every idea is a good one. Not everyone's going to be profitable, but you just need one of those ideas to stick and, right. and for you to stick with it and for it to, to work out. And I think that once we find the right thing that, um, that we'll really want to pour our heart and soul into it and, and finish it until it's a good profitable business. So, uh, that's one of the first things that I see people just kind of struggle with is just like, oh, is it whatever it is, whether it's a virtual assistant business or something else, like, oh, is this going to be another thing? Well, okay. Even it if it be. is, just like you said, you, it might be, but if it, if it helps like you, like you said with MLM, if it, if it helps you put building blocks in place to get you where you ultimately want to be, then I think that that's okay. Um, and that's what I have found a lot with virtual assistants is that so many of the skills that you learn, so many of the relationships that you make, if you want to be an online business, I mean, virtual assistance is such an incredible way to start because you do, you just get to build relationships with other online business. It, it, it's that foot in the water of, you know, of online business, which is so vast and there's so many ways to make money online. So I think that that's one of the first things that I, that I encounter. The second would be, you know, the skills aspect of do I, you know, do I actually have enough skills to market myself? Like, are there clients that would pay for what I know how to do? And, you know, there's so much tech online. You can't learn all of it <laughs> and that's okay. Um, but I think we get overwhelmed with like, well, I don't know how to grow someone's Pinterest account, or I don't know how to create all these social media schedules, social media posts or whatever. Um, I'm a really big fan with starting with what you know. I mean, if you know how to like answer customer service emails and do data entry and, you know, maybe do appointment setting phone calls, like those, you're like, I could do that stuff. Well then just start there. So many times business owners are looking to outsource the things that are easy, but just take up a lot of time. Right. And so it's okay. I mean, the first thing that most people outsource, um, usually is like customer service email. So if you can just do that one thing and do it really well, then go out and get a couple of clients, um, to, to do that for, I don't think that you need to have all of the tech skills. You will learn as you go along. A lot of times, you know, when I would be in interviews with potential clients, they'd say, Oh, can you do a, B, C, and D? I, and I would say, I can do a, B, and C. I don't know how to do D, but, uh, I can learn. I'm a fast learner, you know? And then, I would follow up in an email saying, Hey, I just watched this hour long training. I feel really confident that I would be proficient in this platform. Something that you don't know. As long as you, it doesn't really matter if you know all the tech, if you're a fast learner and you can show that you're the type of person that takes initiative to learn. I think that's what most um, potential clients are looking for. I would agree with you 100%, both from the perspective of having been a BA and from the perspective of using, well, we have three, I have three right now and we're about to hire at least two more. Um, so, and what I have learned is that it's not okay to say you're a jack of all trades unless you really are a jack of all trades. It is okay to say Instagram is my jam. I have somebody who only does my Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say, you know, because it, 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 people get, as a business owner, people get expectations on what's going to happen. And if you come in and you can say, I can do blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I, I, 
Abby is, I think you're straight, you know, right on that is just to start with what you know and build that out. And there's so many, like your program, there's so many training programs that can help you build those skills as you go and as you're building up a client base and all of that jazz. And I started with an agency. So when I decided I wanted to do something else and I started blogging and then I realized, you know, this blogging is a thing. People are making money doing it. And I wanted to invest in growing my blog and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, how do I make money in the meantime? I, um, somehow got in, in, in the loop with somebody who was running a VA agency and mm-hmm. she brought me on under her wing and she subcontracted out stuff. She found out what I could do and what I was comfortable doing and the pe- people who needed those skills she gave to me. So like, and I think you do the same type of thing, right? Or do you train people and then set them up? Um, Let's talk about what you do. So people. Yeah. So now, so I made the transition, um, in 2015, I, um, I had actually worked for some course creators. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2015, 2016 is, was kind of my course creation phase of my business. So I had, you know, been a virtual assistant, grew it to an agency, did that from 2013 through kind of mid 2015 was making good income. But I, I knew that there was, I was ready to kind of level up and do something new in my business. And so, um, I decided to create some online courses. Um, to be honest, my first online courses were a complete flop. (laughs) Nobody bought them. They were terrible. Um, I, looking back, I just, I did not really have a cut and dry strategy. Uh I just saw other people creating courses and thought I could do the same thing, um, which was not true. And so I, um, I I struggled in 2015. I'd actually let go a lot of my clients because I was like, this is going to be the next big thing. And then, (laughs) and and then I made like $97 in like, months. I was like, "Uh Oh, I got to get clients again. So, um, I, I picked up some more clients. I actually didn't, didn't go back to the agency model then because I, I really wanted to like get some clients to have, you know, income again, but then really still concentrate on course creation. Cause I didn't want to give up on that idea. And so I, um, I, uh, actually started working for a pretty big name course creator. I was helping do some content, some copywriting for him. And, um, he was doing these three, $400,000 course launches two or three wow. times a year. Wow. And so it was like the best paid internship ever. <laughs> like it wasn't a paid internship, but it felt like it because I was just learning so much working for him. And, um, and that's when in 2016, I decided to launch a course to teach people how to become virtual assistants. Mm-hmm. So, my previous courses were on like blogging and branding and all this stuff. And, um, I really got down to the core of like, what do I know? What do people want to learn from me? And I actually asked, I I had this very small email list at the time, but I asked them, what do you want to learn from me? And without fail, everyone responded back. How did you become a virtual assistant? So I was like, all right, let's launch a course on this. So I actually pre-sold the idea for a course. I didn't even create the course content yet. I just pre-sold the idea for the course. And, um, for my list of about a thousand people, um, I made $8,000, um, in a week. And I was like, Oh, okay. So this is, I guess what people want to learn about. Um, so that's really how I got my start with my online course. Um, so I just continued, I knew, um, you know, continuing to build my email list would be important in that course, uh, to, to grow the course. So, um, I actually threw all my efforts into Pinterest at that time. Um, so I did Pinterest and I started a Facebook group and those have still been my main two sources of traffic. Um, I would run Pinterest to, 
blog posts that I had. And, um, and I'd grow my email list through people coming to my blogs, wanting to download some of my freebies. So, um, that's what that journey. So that was 2016 It's 2018. And I'm sitting here now with, you know, about 22,000 email subscribers at the time and doing, um, multiple six figure launches. So it's just crazy how that has, you know, my business has kind of gone in a new direction. Um, and I, I don't do one-on-one client work anymore. I don't run an agency anymore. Um, I strictly just teach people how to become virtual assistants, um, because that's just the, the next phase in my business. And I love, um, helping people really find that starting place because none of this could have happened if I didn't just start out offering the skills that I knew already how to do. There's so many good things in this. And I mean, I know we've been talking a lot about like how um, talking to people who might be interested in becoming a virtual assistant, but I want to shift gears now and talk to the rest of our audience, which are people who are already running businesses. And Mm -hmm. what you just said is such gold. And if you somehow, you know, tuned out for a second or got busy or a child interrupted you or whatever just happened, I think that the thing I want you to pull from what Abby just said was she emailed her even at the time, small list and said, what do you want to learn from me? And based on what they said, she pre-sold a course. So she created it, created the course idea, right? Sold yep. Course I, I, I made up a sales page. Yep. Right. Made the sales page, started selling it and then developed it off of that, which can be dangerous if you are not somebody that will actually follow through with doing it. <laughs> But it's a great idea. And I've heard other business strategists say this before too, that, you know, don't spend three months building a course that you don't even know if anybody's going to buy. And in this case, you know, you, you, you said that they wanted something different than the direction you were going. So I think that's fantastic. And I honestly, I just wrote it down on my paper as a to-do list. Like the moment we get off of this call, I'm going to email my list and say, what do you people really want to hear about? What are the things that you want to learn about? And and do this, I've done, I've pre-sold courses before, but I think it's so much more helpful when you go in it from a mindset that you already know a certain percentage of your audience is looking for. I mean- yep that's a win-win situation. And the same for if I have any authors who are following this, um, that the same with writing books. I mean, often you can, you can ask people what they want to read about and write that book. Don't, don't write what you think they want to read for entrepreneurs writing a book. The same thing. Don't, don't write about what you think they want to read. Ask them, ask them what they want to learn from you. Yeah. I have this like kind of motto now that it's, uh, I, everything I do, I try to validate before I create. So I, before the, the, the courses that were the big flops, I just, like you said, I, I thought I knew what people wanted. I also, um, so I had done beta testing. I think that's like a term that a lot of people will throw, throw around. I had beta tested and I thought because 60 people wanted my course for free that, you know, that people were going to buy it. Well, all I validated was that people were going to pay $0 for my course. I didn't (laughs) like you validate something by someone actually giving you an exchange of money for it. If they're not willing to pay you money for your idea, then it's probably not going to be successful. And so um, that was get somebody to pay you something, even if it's a quarter of the price. So when I first launched my course, 
Um, so my course is now, and I, I knew this from the beginning that my, my eventual plan was for the course to be 997. So my, my, you know, my signature training program for virtual assistants is $997. I think it's a steal because it's a business in a box. It literally teaches you everything you need to know to start your own business. Um, however, that first round I said, okay, I'm going to do this for 497. And so I, you'll literally never see this price again. There was the scarcity with it because people knew like you're going to be able to build this course with me um, over the next 12 weeks afterwards. I, you know, I released a new module every single week. And um, those people who were there from the very beginning really had an input in what the course was going to become. So they got more one-on-one attention at a cheaper price. I mean, it was just kind of a no brainer, but I got 16 people to buy it at 500 bucks. So that, obviously validated. Um, okay. You know, people are willing to invest in this topic. That's fantastic. My brain is just going in a million directions right now. I mean, because obviously the other thing is the, the fact that you're able to do this on a part-time um, schedule. And for those of, you know, for people who are doing this because they want the flexibility to be home because they want the flexibility to live life instead of just working all day long, all the time, you know, it, that's really important is putting those things in place that actually allow you that flexibility and freedom. And when, excuse me, when a large part of your income comes from a course that's already developed now, granted, I'm sure you're tweaking it as things change and that you're, as you launch it, you're, you're engaging with the new people and answering questions. So it's not like you just launch this course and then you're done, but the hard, hard work, the really, really, really time-consuming part you've done, and you did it with people having paid you for it, which is fantastic. <laughs> and I will say that's how I did my last, um, my last launch as well, too, is I launched the course and, um, and sold it at a much discounted rate, just, just like what you did. And I think um, we talked a lot about this at a retreat that we saw yeah. each other in person, and I will credit you for for, you know, planting that seed in my head of just going ahead and doing the launch based on what we know people wanted. See the, see the, and the, the, the best part is if nobody had signed up to join the course, then I wouldn't have wasted the time doing it. But now people have, and, and, and we're going through it. Mine is a six month program. So we're not all the way through yet. We're in month five right now. And when I launch it next time, everything from here will just be better. It'll just yeah, be better the, definitely. Next time the next time. So I'm excited about it. You, you gave me such great tips um, at the conference that we were at. I'm so glad we wound up sitting at the same table. <laughs> but um, so now let's back up and talk a little bit about the mom who is wanting to earn some extra money at home, isn't sure she wants to get into all the big time stuff, just wants to do some, um, some extra work on the side. Is your course still right for her? Oh yeah, definitely. So I recommend people, um, and this is with any business, I recommend that you have at a bare minimum, and I'm saying minimum, 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 five hours a week to devote to your business. Mm -hmm. And that's devoted time, not distracted time. So that's not five hours while your kid is like pulling on your shirt, asking for milk or whatever. Like that's, that is devoted time where you can sit down and really concentrate on 
you know, building out your business, marketing, doing client work, things like that. So um, if you have more, even better. And sometimes we have to get creative with that. I know as moms, um, we, you know, it may mean waking up earlier, maybe working through nap time. I'm a really big fan of like babysitting swaps. So like, hey, I'll watch your kids on Monday nights. If you'll watch mine on Thursdays, and then you go and you go to a coffee shop and just get, you know, three or four hours of work in on a Thursday night. Um, so whatever you have to do to kind of make that happen in your schedule, I've seen people get really creative. And so, um, that, that's what I recommend. Um, it's just really starting out with deciding what services you could offer. Um, if you Google services to offer as a virtual assistant, I'm pretty sure mine's the first blog to pop up, the virtual savvy, and you can look through a list of just different types of services. And again, that's not to overwhelm you. There's a list of a hundred there. You don't need to know all of those. Literally one of those services you could start doing for small business owners. Um, so really it's deciding on services, deciding on a rate. So how much you're going to charge for that, which is something we walk through in my course. And then, um, and then it's, I'm a big fan of just getting out there and, and talking to the people that you already know. The great thing about a virtual assistant business is that you don't need hundreds of email subscribers. You don't need, uh, you know, you don't need a hundred clients to make this thing work. You could literally replace your income with, you know, possibly two or three clients. I mean, just depending on, um, you know, how many hours, hours are hiring you for your hourly rate, things like that. So you really don't need, um, a lot of people to, to commit, um, in order to really start making that income quickly. I, I truly believe that virtual assistance is the fastest way to make money online. Um, because you're literally just selling the services you you're, you're offering a real tangible thing. Um, and it benefits everyone. It benefits you because you're making the income doing something that you love. It's flexible. It benefits the client because they're getting help in their business. They're able to outsource some things. So it, it's really a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there are many, 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 many people who need your help, even if it's just helping manage their email inbox. I mean, mm -hmm. if you are a person who loves to organize stuff, there are people who need you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always say, I'm like, think, and, and, you know, a lot of times people will go on like, you know, entrepreneurial Facebook groups and that's one place where you can find clients. I have a strategy on how to really do that, but they'll see someone asking for a virtual assistant and there'll be 50 comments and they're like, Oh, this is, it's an oversaturated market. It's not at all. If you just think, do you know one small business owner? I mean, whoever's listening right now, do you know one small business owner, someone locally, a friend or family member, just like, you know, one small business owner, every person, you know, knows one small business owner. And I really recommend starting out with that circle. Start with the people that, you know, start with your friend who is a real estate agent that may need you to, you know, handle some emails in the background for them. Start with your friend who, you know, has a side, um, you know, massage business that they, uh, rent out an office space and, and can you do anything for them? Like, I mean, start out with just the people that, you know, tell your friends and family what you're doing, because I promise you what will start to happen is that, you know, just like we had someone the other day come over to our house, um, to paint our bathroom and he was like, Oh, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, I know it took me a couple of weeks to get back to you guys. Like we're, I'm just getting jobs left and right, which is awesome, but I can't really keep up with my email. Mm -hmm. These conversations happen all the time. And then I go, you need to hire a virtual assistant. 
what's that? People yep. still don't even know what it is. Um, and so the market is just so ripe for this. I mean, right. we're just, we're going more and more in the direction of online business. Freelancing is just going to get more and more popular by the year. I, I believe this it's, I forget if it was 2027 or 2037. So it's one of those, <laughs> there will actually be more freelancers than employees. Wow. I mean, it's just like, we're, we're just coming up on just the shift where it's just going to become more and more normal and standard for people to release because so much of business can be done online. Now people are getting more and more flexible and more and more comfortable with hiring remote help. Right. And it, and it's, it makes such a big, even for like, you just mentioned a brick and mortar, even for brick and mortar companies, mm -hmm. not just the online entrepreneurs. And it makes so much sense for them because they don't have to handle the overhead of having an employee. Now yeah. things to think about, and I, we're going to have to wrap up soon, but something to think about, you know, if you're planning on making this your sole source of income, you know, you have to think about the fact, and I'm sure you go through this in your training program mm -hmm. about benefits and how you get yourself health insurance. And I don't know yep. if you can do this. I say, I'm sure, but <laughs> you know, the things to think about, you know, if it, if it becomes your, your main business, how you, how you pay your taxes or uh, consider your taxes, how you make mm -hmm. sure you're covered and you have benefits and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but you know, don't get overwhelmed by that stuff at the there very There are answers beginning. to those questions. So exactly. don't worry about Don't that. get overwhelmed <laughs> by that part. Start with the, I can answer emails for people and <laughs> I can help schedule online appointments. I can help post on Facebook pages. I can build a Facebook page. I can build a website. I mean, there are so many, uh, so many skills that you may not even realize you think are yeah. skills that you know how to do. So go check out Abby's list of services that people need. If this is something that you're interested in doing, if you love to write, I mean, you can blog for people, you can write for people, you know, all kinds of things. So um, her website is the virtualsavvy.com. I've included in the show notes, her starter kit, her virtual assistant checklist and a link to her group, the VA Savvies, which is a free and open group, right? It is. Yep. I think at the time of this recording, we're 21, 22,000 strong. So it's a, it's an awesome, very, very interactive community. That's amazing. Um, if you're listening to this and you're a business owner and you need a VA, go join the, the VA Savvies group because that's a perfect place yes. for you to put in a request and you actually have a hiring form, right? Yep. That people yep. The virtual savvy.com slash hire. You can fill out a form there. It's totally free. And I'll broadcast that out to my, uh, my network of virtual assistants and you'll start getting proposals in your inbox. That's amazing. So no more stressing about where to find a virtual assistant either. <laughs> All right, Abby, what else would you like to tell us about? And oh, by the way, she is a mom of two small kids. We, I don't know if we covered that or not, but <laughs> you have my, my now three and a four-year-old. So, wow. uh, they definitely keep me busy, but it's, it's been really rewarding to, you know, um, to, to, build a business around, um, our family and, and to just say, you know what, I don't want to work today. Let's all go to the local amusement park instead. And right. <laughs> just, just having that flexibility has been really, really incredible. Well, that's exciting. Um, now one more question that I do want to ask for anyone interested, are you, um, do you launch your, um, program only certain times of the year or is it open enrollment? 
Um, I do only uh, open it a few times a year. So I do live launches in, um, in January and July. So we actually just finished up our live launch. You can still get on the wait list for that course at the virtualsavvy.com slash wait list. Um, in addition, um, this is kind of like a secret thing. So um, the first time somebody ever comes and joins my list, they do have um, an opportunity to purchase. So um, I do a webinar training called, uh, it's, it's become a booked out virtual assistant. That's the virtualsavvy.com slash BBO. Um, and if you download that checklist above, you'll get invited to that as well. That webinar training, I do give people a one-time chance to purchase just in case they don't want to wait all the way until the launch, but they do. It's basically like a, a little, you get your own little seven day open cart. And then, uh, if you don't buy during that period, then you would have to wait till the next live launch, which is, uh, January in July every year. That's fantastic. So many awesome things happening here. Um, well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for all of that great information. And, and hopefully we'll be sending some people your way who are interested. I know we just posted a position actually, and we've had numerous people say that they were interested in our position. So the first thing I'm going to do is um, direct them to your Savvy's group so that they can be in a place where they're they're getting information about other jobs being posted as well. So, and to your list and all that good stuff. So yay. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.